On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome. And this is your host with the mostest, Miss Angelique Luna. Mostest now. Yes, I am. I'm trying to start off with the new year positive, refreshing, and with my loving, supporting COVID survivor husband, John C. Luna. We're not saying that word no more. <laughs> I said in this year, we are not saying the C word. And everyone thinks it's a different word, but we know what it is. So we're not, we're not going to deal with that no more. It doesn't mean it's gone. It doesn't mean we can't be safe. But you're a survivor. Yes. The very sexually, well, I won't say, you, you were with me, so I'm not going to say a sexual repressed survivor. But yeah, we got to go back to the way things were. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. Two weeks of non-touching. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So we're going to start off the new year with good, fun stuff. So we have a young lady, Ekari, Ekari, ah! Ekaterina. Would you like me to do it? You could do it. I was like, I got tongue twisted because I'm excited about the topic. That's why. <laughs> when she gets excited, she moves to Spanish. So we have to work on that. But I love your name, Ekaterina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you go by Kate, though. Yeah, Kate is fine. Okay. And you are a, I, I like the title, Food Freedom and Pleasure Coach. Yes. Doesn't that sound mysterious? It does. But, you know, she helps women end their food and body obsession, tap into their sexuality. That's why she fits great for the show. So they can experience full body orgasms. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very pleased to be here. And I'm just flattered to be here with a husband and a wife. Because this is just like, it's amazing. You know, when you guys both doing the same thing that you love together and meeting with people like me. Yes. And everything we do is related to food. He's Italian. I'm Mexican. And that's how we explain a lot of our classes because people could relate to food. Yeah. You think we'd have a cooking show, but no, we go straight for sex. But... Maybe we should start a cooking sex show. <laughs> Ooh, collaboration. Ooh, there we go. There you go. Listen, food sometimes is sex. I just, you know, sometimes I'm having a hard time, you know, like eating certain food. I'm just like, Ooh. This is like an that, orgasm. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. A couple of years ago, um, one of her employers did well and gave her a bonus. It was a gift certificate or a gift card to a restaurant that we really don't go to. It was a very high-end restaurant in Florida. And mm -hmm. when we went, she ate it. And I asked her how'd she like it. And I got how'd she, and I went up like that. And she did this really weird face. She goes, okay, that was a food orgasm. Don't interrupt. But it was wonderful. <laughs> exactly. So I, I honestly... I haven't personally experienced that, but I believe you can experience real orgasm by eating food. Oh, yeah. Yes, because that meat just melted in our mouth and it was just, oh, that was just so good. But, you know, we, we kind of like try to be as foodies as possible, even though in Orlando, um, there is a foodie market, but not as much. But we do more when we travel. Yeah, we love to travel. We love to travel. Like Atlanta, Miami, we just go to town because we find the little like soul food places or the good, oh you know, um, what Cuban, you Cuban places. Cuban, like Calle Ocho. That's my favorite. If you ever go down to Miami, want good Cuban authentic food, go to Calle Ocho. That's the place. Just be, beware the little cups of coffee. <laughs> Stay with, if they hand you a little cup of coffee, don't ask for a big cup. 
because yeah, that's like pure ca liquid caffeine. <laughs> caffeine sauce. <laughs> yes, cafecito. Yeah, you want your cafecito there. <laughs> but uh, I like what you're trying to do. It's um, I've been in again the swinging lifestyle for over 12 years, and in fetish lifestyle for over seven. And and as free as it is and non-judgmental, I still run into so many. And it, it is men and women, but a lot of it is women that still feel shame around their body and, and the way it looks and the way it's eating. Uh, you know, food for food is a very touchy subject in society today. And I like that you're trying to break that and make it more healthy. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, when I started doing this work and obviously I was in the struggle for 18 years and then I healed myself and this is how I decided to help other women. And, and it's not only just women, men also experience these things, but we're not going to talk about men here. So it's just uh, because our society is promoting a certain body type as healthy mm -hmm. and desirable. So this is why it's kind of like, imagine growing up and having all of this conditioning from parents, school, magazines, and people talking to you. And you're like, oh my God. And you don't look like that body type. And you're like, uh, well, something's wrong with me. Let's fix it. Let's go on a diet. And this is how it starts. Yeah, I know. It's like every diet, but you know, people keep forgetting like in the 50s, 60s, Marilyn Monroe was a size 12. She was no size zero. And that was beauty uh, as can be there. Yeah. And also, you know, like she still had sort of like a curvy body mm -hmm. and thank God now curvy is getting more popular and it's way better, but it's just this body standards. And I'm happy that a lot of people are waking up and doing this work of sort of dismantling this, um, those standards and mm -hmm. trying to tell people that it's okay to look how you look and you can achieve health at literally any size. Oh, absolutely. So how is food and sacred sexuality vital to a healthy life? So um, let's define first what is sacred sexuality, because I usually don't talk about it as much because people, not everyone understands it. And I didn't understand it myself before either <laughs> until I started sort of like getting more into that. So sacred, sacred sexuality is connected, connection through, uh, with self through our sexual energy, where we feel expanded, connected, uh, fulfilled, and, and whole. So basically, the easiest way for me to sort of understand and explain is that we connect through our, with our soul through sexual energy. And <clears throat> when we are, um, let's say we have a healthy relationship with food, or let's say someone is eating very unhealthy, maybe they don't binge, maybe they don't have eating disorders, maybe they're just not making the right choices. So how does their body, how is their body going to feel? How does their soul going to feel and mind? Because when, because it, it, it affects the physical state and of course it affects the mind and of course it affects the, the soul. So combining like, uh, you can't really be spiritual in that sense. You can't really hear your soul and forget about sacred sexuality and forget about sexuality in general because a lot of women that I work with, they're not even feeling sexual. And 
food connects to the body because at some point they decided that the body is not enough, that the body is not looking right. So they got to go on a diet. So they develop a healthy relationship with food or some disorder eating. And it's all connected together. Plus, and it's just very hard to, to even be spiritual at this point. There's definitely a tie between food and emotions. And I don't think we're born with that. I think it's one of those things that that's conditioned into us because I know and it's been very hard for me to break. I'm an emotional eater. Oh, yes. It gets so annoying. Sometimes I have to hide the food for him not to eat it because I'm like, no, no, because then you're going to go back. And it's like, oh, I regretted doing this or I feel sluggish and I can't do yeah. my workout, you know, but. And it starts that cascade of bad emotions going from either eating too much or the food you're not supposed to to then going to guilt and feeling about that and then Shame. feeling bad about yourself yep. so you don't end up having sex so you end up basically degrading yourself if not you know verbally and in some way internally and yeah you can't feel sexy exactly going through that you're uh, you're almost my ideal client except you're not a woman so <laughs> <laughs> But I can still guide you through this <laughs> because emotional eating, first of all, you need to understand that emotional eating is not bad. Emotional eating becomes a problem when it's the only way you know how to cope with your emotions and or whatever stress, whatever coming to you. And when it bothers you, you know, ex again, I believe it bothers you because you, you're guilty after and then you're, you're feeling shame. And do you go on a diet after that or no? Like, do you restrict mm -hmm. after? Nah, we just go through the uh, guilt and walk of shame for a few days and then well, that's it. We, yeah. We've done well together and it has been, it, it's good because we have been dieting the last year and a half together mm -hmm. and it, it's working. So we do support each other. We do cook for each other. Um, usually I'll just end up doubling my workout or doing something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is again, unhealthy behavior because you're basically punishing yourself for, using food as a coping mechanism where you really need it to soothe yourself. And it doesn't really like, it's okay to do that, but you having awareness why you're doing that can help you in the future to sort of stop in the moment when you are having an overwhelming emotion and take a few breaths. This sounds very, very simple but I can promise you it's going to work. And I, and I even want you to reach out to me on Instagram or something the next time you do this, because it's really working. It seems very small, but taking a breath before acting up on food, instead of soothing yourself with your own breath and sort of asking yourself, like, what am I feeling? And allowing yourself to feel this. It's going to be very, very beneficial for you. And then again, ask yourself, do I really want to eat? Because in the moment of stress, you have the system activated, fat of flight. And fight or flight tells you, oh my God, right now you have to fix this. How do we fix this? Food. And you go for food. When you breathe, you get into the parasympathetic system, which is rest and digest. And you can actually see what's happening. You can be more objective. Well, since being on the diet, I won't call it a diet, but a healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, we've been tracking our food. And one of the things I notice is there's some days I'll eat only two meals a day. They're reasonable meals. They're healthy meals. And I'm not hungry. Yep. And then on another day, you know, I'm eating, I'm snacking. Uh, the chocolate covered walnuts are gone. Those things are like an endangered species. You mean almonds? 
Yeah. All of them. <laughs> and yet I'll, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'll look at them. I'm like, well, what was different between the days? And it really is just, it's a, it's an emotion. Yeah. And good. You have this awareness already because this is what's going to help you sort of be in the moment and then deal with the problem instead of using food for that. See, we're, we're doing a switch on this. In the last year, it's usually they say it's the, the women who have such a hard time losing weight and someone losing a lot of weight and I'm still holding it. So we're doing we're, we're doing that but, switch. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're not your traditional people either. We always get the, we always get the weird, you know, unique stuff that happens like his his symptoms for COVID were the one percent. I'm like, what? Out of the rest of the Don't world. Say that okay, word. <laughs> Fine. Let's go. Let's go focus on the spiritual aspect to the relationship of body yeah. and food. Oh, okay. So the next question. Okay. <laughs> so um, spiritual is actually. I just want to. Maybe some people don't know. Spiritual is actually meaning uh, recognizing that something there's something greater than just you in this world. So basically, we're divine, connected to the cosmic, and at the end of the day, we're all made of stars. I don't know exactly how, but I know we're like traces of the stars. So I think, yes, uh, there's a spiritual aspect to food and body and <clears throat> it, uh, food and body connects, um, affects spiritual health. As I've mentioned previously, when you are so obsessed with food and body and dieting, and I honestly, I wish no one would diet, but there's some people that are dieting and they don't have problems with that. You know, they go on a diet and then they get off and they're fine. So I'm talking about people who are obsessed with dieting and it's not, it's making their life miserable. So for those people, since they are very disconnected with their body, hence they are disconnected with the spirit, which is your soul and which is your intuition. And it's really hard to even, um, it's hard to understand what you truly want. It's hard to understand what you want to do in life. And this is how it sort of interferes with that. I've, I've, yeah, go ahead. I've, I've heard of, um, and I've seen people use food and what I'll call it is a substitute. Mm -hmm. Meaning they should be, or they want higher goals, but they kind of allow themselves to get absorbed by the short-term goals to get the satisfaction and not go much further. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the dieting, I know habitual dieters, mm -hmm. depending on which month you're call, you're talking to them, it's which diet they're on. And it's Me. not that they're working. <laughs> they jump from one to the other. And I think that's one of the reasons they cause a lot of frustration is either they're going through it too quickly, or it's not the diet for them because everyone's body is different. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And also, you know, it greatly affects your spiritual health. Spiritual health is when we feel at peace with everything what's happening in our life, basically the inner peace. So imagine obsessive dieters and mutual dieters. They don't have any peace in life. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, right. I had no, absolutely, I was obsessed. Like I had 95% of my thoughts were, what is my next meal? What do I eat to not gain weight? What do I not eat to not gain weight? How do I look during sex and what position do I take so my stomach is not visible? How do I avoid my boyfriend touching me in certain ways that I absolutely hate? 
which he did not care about at all, obviously. And it was just a disaster. Like I did not know what to do in my life. I did not know what job I, like I was working at the restaurant, but I had like, it didn't fulfill me. And I did not know like who I am, what do I do and what's going on in this world at all. So I heard that you do like intuitive food eating. Explain a little bit about that. So um, I don't focus too much on intuitive eating. It's only in the beginning for people who are still dieting because intuitive eating is basically a transition from dieting or someone who was counting macros. I was counting macros for like eight years. Very, very, I had a lot of dedication to that. So since women who are obsessive about dieting and macros, they're very reliant on this method of to eat and they don't know they don't know when they they basically feel hungry all the time or they don't eat they don't feel um satisfaction meaning they don't feel full while they eat and it's important because intuitive eating this is how we were born when we were kids we were eating when we wanted and then we would stop when we were full and i'm teaching them sort of trend 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 my Russian heritage, transitioning them (laughs) to this way of eating so they can free themselves and then work on other things that they need to work without the food issues. And intuitive eating honestly changed my life at that point because I never thought, because I was such a food prison and I would not go to certain parties because I was afraid that I would eat some food that I'm not supposed to eat and then I would binge on it. So when I started listening to my body, connecting with my body and actually understanding that my body is giving me signals and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't need a macro calculator to tell me how to live my life. (laughs) And yet it was very, very freeing. It's interesting there because I've never thought about doing that, you know, especially going to events because I used to be like an event planner. So I was always tons of various different foods with all the time. And I just kind of nibble and snack and didn't pay attention until like the end when I was about to crash and burn on my bed. Yeah. But did you like, did you eat more? Did it trigger some sort of like an overeating episode or you were fine? No, I was fine because basically I was just on my feet all the time and and just running and running and just snack here, snack there. And that's basically like not a full complete nutritional meal to say the least. But that's totally fine. You know, since I'm, I'm assuming your relationship with food is way better than I had before. And I would find the way to overeat on this food. Trust me, even though if I was very busy, I would like get this food to go. And then maybe later I would binge on it at home. And it was not a pleasant experience at all. Yeah, I can imagine that. So how is food connected to mind, body and spirit? So since food is a lot of things, it's not just fuel, it's greatly affects our lives either on the positive or on the negative, if we depending on what kind of relationship with food we have, healthy or unhealthy. And when we eat healthy and we use food as pleasure, we use food as source of connection with other people, because you know how many times you go for lunch with an amazing friend and you have a conversation and you have an amazing meal. And then after you feel like you're flying, you had a great time. Life is good. You feel peace, you feel happy and all these sorts of things. So 
It, and it's the same thing. Um, when we eat healthy, how does our body feel physically? When we eat too many French fries are not bad. If you sometimes eat French fries, it's good for your soul. If you want it, you eat it, you're happy. But if we're always going to eat French fries and, and Coke and super fatty meat, like how is the body going to feel? You're going to be sluggish. You're just going to be tired all the time. The energy is going to be much lower. And I think what people don't understand who don't eat healthy for the most part, they just don't know what's possible for them when they eat healthy. They're just like so used to this lifestyle of feeling sluggish and it's probably normal for them. Because I talk to a lot of people who switch to healthier eating and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know I can have so much energy. And food is just, food can be medicine as well. And food can, I mean, kill you, you know, if you have some sort of allergies and if you eat too much of something for too long, I don't know. And um, also like when we have, um, <clears throat> when we have food issues, we're usually, Mm, what I want to say. Um, so when we have food issues, again, it affects the body and then the spirit also suffers because there's a lot of energy going on to thinking of eating, uh, thinking of how your body is wrong, thinking of how your body is looking bad. And you're always spending time on these thoughts and you're disconnected from your intuition, spirit or soul, which is the same thing for me. And you, you're, not, you're not at peace. You're not spiritually healthy. And it just, we're complex beings and affects all of our, all, all the parts of us. No, I, I can totally agree with that. And I think there's this, there's this circle of, you know, we think about sex a lot too. And we want to have great sex, but we're not happy or self-conscious about parts of our body which, you know, leads to a bit of a depression. And sometimes depression leads into more eating. Mm -hmm. And then that leads to more of the, I should have eaten that, which is more guilt. So it turns into this little circle yep. that it, it's, it fuels itself. Yeah, hundred percent. And especially like about around sex, when I was so obsessed with all the food and I didn't accept my body, I would often say no to my boyfriend just because I didn't feel good in my body. Like yeah. now it, when I'm thinking of it and I'm just like, I said no to my pleasure. <laughs> like why? But again, I can't, I'm not going to judge myself. It was what it was. And now I'm just realizing that it's how important to take care of all the aspects of health of mind, body, and food, you know, it's all connected. You can't just do one and expect the other ones to be great, you know? And I think that's where a lot of people have the disconnect that mind, body, and spirit are together. We, we preach it to, in all our classes that mind, body, and spirit are one. If one is off, everything else is off yeah. because it just derails your whole system. One of the things I've been amazed about is how little people know of their own body. And it's not just in food, it is in sex that, you know, they're always thinking about performing. And the joke we make is I'm not a circus monkey. You know, this should be an intimate thing for everyone involved. 
But um, when you start asking and a, a lot of women about, I'm an inquisitive one. So when I go down on a woman, I will ask, is it here? Is it left? Is it right? Good and job. I, God bless you. <laughs> and I love hearing directions. What I hate is it's somewhere around there because that's giving me very vague directions. And I don't know if I'm doing a good job. And those women, I feel, aren't knowing their body. And the truth is, when you're talking about dieting, the focus of it should be knowing your own body and how it's going to react to the food, both gaining the weight, but also the energy. So it seems like learning about your own body seems to be the solution for a lot of things. It is 100%. And how do we start learning about our bodies? Is by connecting to ourselves. And how many women or men, I mean, I guess there's a lot, but I think the majority of people, they're just so disconnected with themselves. They don't take time for silence, for thinking, for meditating, to just breathing, you know, just being and being in the body. And this is why it all happens. You can't learn anything about your body if you're not paying attention to it. It's just not possible. And no one can tell you what to do because you are a unique creature that has unique features and requires unique approach. Absolutely there. Now, do you use um, foods related to the chakras? Because I do know that with the seven chakras, there's a correlation of food coloring and specific foods for each chakra. No, no, I don't do anything with chakras. I, I do have some knowledge and I use it for myself. I do like a chakra meditation where I would focus um, on every chakra and the uh, <clears throat> its color and just like go through all of them. I noticed this grounds me a lot and it's going to give me some sort of like a balanced energy, I would say, but I don't work with chakras. Interesting there, especially like how you're saying with health and food. And so what would be considered a healthy food diet? Well, healthy food. Yes. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so healthy food diet, I would say it's very individual for every person, but it's basically a ratio of, I don't know, I would say I would use terminology from my macro days. It's 80% healthy, 20% um, whatever oh. you like. <laughs> I mean, unhealthy, junk food, fun food, I don't know, sugar, whatever you want to have. It's just like for people to have some sort of like uh, numbers, you know, but it could, it varies greatly every day. So sometimes I can eat 100% healthy. Some days I can eat donuts. I mean, I don't know, two meals with donuts and one meal where maybe even no veggies. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's basically a balance and it, it requires every single person to, again, listen to their bodies, understand what their body needs, then pay attention to the energy level, pay attention how they physically perform? Is it hard for them to, I don't know, work, to exercise, to play with kids, for example, or to do running or to do hiking? If it's hard, if it's too, too challenging, why is it happening? What are you eating? Because a lot of it comes from food. You know, food is a great medicine for all of us. And, but of course, like eating vegetables, having protein, having whole foods, having, um, I don't know, organic foods and having home-cooked meal as well, where you know how, how it's been cooked or how much, I don't know, whatever spice it has or whatever, whatever is in that food. Because sometimes you just eat things and you don't even know what's there. Oh, we do that a lot. Yeah, more than we want to admit. So, <laughs> Well, it's, we don't, a lot of times we don't know what's in our foods these days. 
And we've made the shift. We're buying more organic. We're doing stuff. But in doing research in food, I'm amazed at how much stuff that the U.S. think like preservatives are legal, but are illegal in Europe. So, again, you try to eat the best you can. And like you said, I like that it's intuitive in the sense that you're going to see the results. And if it feels good, go with it. And if you cheat a little, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And there's not even cheating, you know, it's balancing. I exactly. I love sugar, but I don't eat it as much as I used to eat before when I was restricting it. Because when I was restricting it, sugar was my drug. Like it was my life, you know? And now I'm like, I can eat a little bit of cake and stop. Before I wasn't able to do that. That was impossible for me. They opened up a Krispy Kreme around the corner about two years ago and we, we, we've learned to, to not do that so much. <laughs> well, you know, I've noticed with myself and my clients as well is when they become intuitive eaters and they develop food freedom, they find food freedom. If there's, let's say an example, Krispy Kreme next to my house, what I'm going to do, I'm going to be excited for the first couple of days, maybe weeks. I'm going to go there more often I'm going to be like, oh, I'm too excited. I just love it. It's new. And um, I love Krispy Kreme. I don't have it. We only have it in my place in New York. So then after, in a couple of weeks, I'll be like, that's probably too many donuts. My body doesn't like that. And I'm just, by my own will, will stop naturally eating them as much. Because you don't restrict it to yourself. And then your body tells you, mm, this is great, but not that much. Okay. <laughs> Let's just move on. And it just happened effortlessly. Absolutely there. So tell us, I, I noticed on your Instagram, there was, such, uh, there was like a, what do you call it? Insta story that says orgasmic magic. Explain that to us. Cause that was just kind of like interesting. Cause it, it was kind of like our wheelhouse. Yeah. So basically, cause I love orgasms, obviously who doesn't. And I <laughs> have been also disconnected. <laughs> Yay! From my body for so long. Not that I didn't have orgasms, but now it's way easier for me. I'm, I know my body way better. I didn't even know my genitals and what's in there at some point, like a few years ago. So I'm very proud of myself. I know this now. And I wanted to call my program. This is my one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching program where I help women with uh, healing food and body obsession, tap into their sexuality so they can experience more orgasms, maybe more intense, or even start experiencing orgasms. Because, um, and also our orgasm is not only in a sense of uh, sex, not only in a sense of literally orgasm with using your genitals and like having this ecstasy emotion, but also having orgasm and pleasure during every day of your life and enjoying conversation with every person being present and loving yourself, accepting yourself, and again, enjoying food or enjoying the walk, just simply looking at the nature. And this is basically what it's all about. And my program is 16 weeks. Um, and it's truly life-changing. You know, when I started it, I, obviously when you start, you never know how it's going to turn out. But then having this women experiencing the transformation in such a short amount of time is just like, it's my blowing. I'm grateful for them being so committed and for myself to even having balls to start this, you know, because every new thing is very scary. And especially talking about sex was, and I'm from Russia and 
sex is not a taboo, but it's kind of like a weird, you know, I can't talk about sex with all my friends, but yeah, here I am saying sex out loud. (laughs) Doesn't that happen a lot? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm just crazy right because I was reading one of the testimonials like totally caught me off guard because we we talked about it that that was never your intention but she was able to resolve some childhood sexual trauma which I was like wow how is that possible with food I was the same wow I have to tell you and then I've kind of like asked her and she told me that I don't have too much information because like we stopped working with her already and we didn't directly work on that aspect. She just mentioned, because my program is not about sexual trauma and I'm not a sexual trauma coach or psychiatrist. Um, So she told me that because she was, so food and body is very connected. Since she realized how food is helping her to regulate her hormones because she came to me with the food intolerances. And how hard it was for her to be an intuitive eater because she would, she still had to avoid certain foods. So happened her um, food intolerances came from stress and stress was from this traumatic experience from, I think she said that someone even raped her and there was some sort of like a partner or boyfriend, I don't know, that wasn't treating her well. He wasn't abusive, physically abusing her. And so that caused her intolerances and then not accepting her body because she was always, she was also making comments how not beautiful she is, how like she has extra fat here and there. And <clears throat> when fixing the relationship with food and understanding how food helps her regulate hormones and how much of a woman she is, she's actually female, she's actually healthy, she's actually curvy and it's great. So then we also was working on accepting her body and everything together sort of helped her understand that whatever happened in the past is not affecting her anymore because she knows who she is. She appreciates her body and she's absolutely, you know, in peace with food and using it uh, for certain, um, like she learned what foods are, Basically what we discovered that not all the foods she thought are bad for her body were bad. She was just thinking, oh, this is so, 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 so bad because she was overeat on that food because she would restrict that. But when she started eating it little by little, it actually didn't bother her. Mm-hmm. And when she allowed herself to, it, it won't happen to every person with intolerances because we, everyone is different and everyone has different effects from, different, from foods. But that's what happened with her. And I was just like, wow, you, you figured it all out by yourself and you kind of like got to this conclusion. She's like, yeah, I'm like, this is amazing. This is great. Yeah, that's a great ex- um, example of mind, body and spirit connected to each other because it just, you know, you went in for one thing and came out completely different. It, but it is kind of interesting that it also blew you away because I'm like, whoa, what the heck, you know? Exactly. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any, not that I know of, maybe they didn't share with me. I didn't have any clients with sexual trauma before. So maybe that's why, because you know, when, when there is a food obsession and body obsession, it's not about that at all. It's just the cover from something deeper. This is why you're actually doing that. And when we uncover food, when we take this off, then there's 
all other things coming out, you know? And then we're kind of dealing with that. And bringing sexuality into that helps so much. It helps with body acceptance. It helps with just connecting to your soul and sort of using this energy towards your healing. Well, you know, there, there's, I'm glad that we're seeing the acceptance of lots of different bodies, but when it comes down to it, it's, you need to accept it in yourself because I've, 100%. doesn't matter your size. I've seen, you know, it, we'll put it this way. I'm many years ago, I dropped 70 pounds mm-hmm. and move forward 20 years. I'll still, I know in my head, feel like the fat boy. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not true. And I go to the gym, I ride a bike. You know, I, I went out this morning and ran a bicycle for 20 miles. I know none of that's true, but it sticks somewhere in your head and it just keeps coming out. And to rid yourself of that, it's hard. It's hard, but it's, it's freeing and life-changing when you yes. actually do it. Yes, 100%. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable. I'm just amazed when men are vulnerable. It's such a rare rare example in life to be honest well there's this term i've heard a lot in the last few years called toxic masculinity and you know when Mm, i heard it first time i'm like what bullshit is this and then i started saying okay well you know we're doing a podcast what do you mean by it and the more i learned it and the more i started going in it's one of those it it really is Mm -hmm. um there is a toxic masculinity in a sense that you know I know many men who are like, well, who cares if I get fat as long as my my wife or my girlfriend's skinny? It's like, dude, she's having sex with you too. She should enjoy it. You know, it's it, the table goes both ways, and it's it's happening slowly. There's plenty of guys out there that are that are like me and getting the open opinion. Who care if you're having orgasms too? Correct. Yeah. But it's you know it's it's a generational thing, and I think it's going to take years or decades yeah it's going to take decades there because it's still a work in progress i mean we have a couple of friends that the 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 whole you know toxic masculinity conversation and the guy finally realized yeah i guess i should exercise and lose weight because i'm out of breath i'm like really that was out of breath during sex yeah that's what made him go oh yeah yeah i probably should work on this well you see like it's it's also like there's got to be a point when you understand that something is off. Like you have to take, you have to make a decision to change it. And very, very important, have an acceptance for yourself where you are. Because a lot of people miss this step and they're just you know, going for something else and there's no acceptance. And they're like, oh my God, why is it not happening? You know? Yeah. But I think people need to be patient. No, it doesn't happen. Overnight. Overnight. 100%. But even if it's, you know, continental slow, start moving in the right direction because you will eventually turn around and see the progress. And it is more than just your body changing and your food. And it, it's it's your entire life and your yeah. outlook on yourself. Yeah. And good that you mentioned like being slow and start making small, like little changes because this is what it comes down to. A lot of people, when they want to lose weight or exercise, they go all in from zero to four times a week, super strict diet. And then in a month, we're done. <laughs> like, in a no month, wonder. In a month, their hair out going, why am I not losing more or why? Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we had this episode at the, the beginning of the year to just remind you, slow turtle speed. 
Exactly. That's that. I think that's called compounding. You know, when you put little changes every day, that then compound into something bigger, and then bigger, bigger, and at the end, you blow up with your change. <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, you know, the more that we preach that mind, body, and spirit are connected, the more people will understand the various different components that go into it, such as like food meditation, slowing down, being present, mindful in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because for Christmas, she got an Apple watch from someone and now she's looking at it going, why is my heart rate so high? Oh, maybe I should meditate a little more and relax. <laughs> so it affects, again, sometimes we just need to look at ourselves and, and see the things we haven't seen before. Exactly. Exactly. And listen to ourselves more. So how can our audience member find you? They can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm all the time on Instagram. And you can probably better put it in the show notes because <laughs> my name and last name, <laughs> it's complicated to spell. So it's ekaterina.timofiva underscore. Um, I do have the same website, ekaterinatimofiva.com with explanation of my program. And I'm also on Facebook. And yeah, but I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm always checking my DM. I have all the time reading everyone's responses. And if anyone gives advice or have some sort of questions, I'm always there to answer and support. Fantastic. Well, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate you. You're welcome. I appreciate you too. It's just wonderful to see a couple that's who's happy with each other and with a sexy life and all of the things beyond that is just, I don't have a husband, but I want to have a family. So it's always for me, like, oh my God, thank you for being in this world and being the hope. <laughs> well, just to let you know, we are both on our second marriage and we do have our own long trauma stories before it. And even when we met, we had our highs and lows and it's almost a year of COVID, us being together, working together, doing everything together. Locked down in the same house together. And we're not just having killed each other. We are happy together. You so, made it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's, take, it's a long journey. It, it is work, no matter what, you know, and people have to understand that. It's like, I always, I, I'm not the romantic type. So I always refer to relationships as a business transaction. What is your return on investment? How much time and emotion are you giving to your partner? And are you, you know, it is like, okay, what am I getting back? What, what's your contribution and why, why should I like date you? So, and people are just like, well, that's that romantic and you're a sex coach. I'm like, yeah, but I'm also business-minded. I want to make sure I get back what I put out. Exactly. And, you know, I'm 36 years old and I'm not 20, 25 anymore. And if I'm going to be only romantic, I mean, only being romantic didn't lead me nowhere. So I'm taking a different approach. <laughs> Obviously, feelings are important, but like, what's the business? What are we doing here? What do we want? Do we want to go together to where we want to be? So but serious things are important in a relationship because we, we've met couples and we've coached couples. And the worst thing I see is a couple who they get together, they get married, and they don't talk about stuff like where they want to retire or how many kids they want to have. Oh, one, per one partner wants one and the other one's like, well, no, we need like six more to run the farm. And the other partner's like, what, what, where is a farm coming into this? Mike, did you guys talk before you got married? I know. I asked my boyfriend, listen, 
do you want kids at all? He goes, yes, but maybe not three. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with two. <laughs> so as before we became girlfriend and boyfriend, I'm like, I need to know that because if you don't, bye. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise That's you important. Of it and then you feel like I don't want to leave because I already put it in, but then you're never going to get what you want. Exactly. And like, I am in no position not that I want to change anyone and not that it's possible to change anyone unless they want to change. So no. Well, that was a great show. We will, well, we'll tune in next time. Next time. And then actually that leads into next week's conversation of relationship business uh, with our next author. Well, we'll leave that for next week. Next week then. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, John, I want to get a new toy. Okay, so let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what. Well, there's Fair Villa University and their staff is very well educated and helpful. Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead? Then go to their website because on their calendar they list all their events. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it. That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa. For, For pleasure, fun, and, and fantasy. fantasy. Thank you for listening to Sex Pods and Me. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, and review us. You can find us on social media platforms at sexpositiveme or on our website at sexpositiveme.com. You can also reach me on all social media platforms as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me at John C. Luna. And if you liked content like this and want some more, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.